Of course, I'm going to say that one more time. Welcome to the 18th episode of Born in Trouble. I'm your host, John X. How y'all feeling this evening? I'm with, of course, my man from the A, Mr. Dub K, Gene Hopkins. Hot Atlanta, it's 100 degrees. Atlanta, this is not on fire, literally. And speaking of fire, the City Wine Kang, member of the Detroit FD, Mr. Grant Lancaster. What up, though? How you be? It's all good. It's all good. Feeling good. Feeling good. You know, it's crazy. I didn't even think about the fire connection. How do you feel about all these fires that are coming up as a as a fireman? You probably are appalled. Just oh, angry. absolutely. Yeah, I hate them. Absolutely pissed off. I hate off. fires. Yeah, I can't stand fires. Damn flames going up mm-hmm. everywhere. You got the right job for the future. They're talking about you have to hunt. <laughs> I don't know where you're going to be hunting. Right. We're going to be hunting in the ashes. All the forests are going to be gone. Yeah, but them animals going to go somewhere. On my plate. Nature, nature will always take over. On my plate. Well, you know what the crazy thing about Hawaii, I was saying there, you know they're about to investigate Oprah over that because Oprah, um, her properties didn't, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I seen everything burned up except Oprah shit yeah everybody burned up except for Oprah shit so they mad so they're about to investigate because you know Oprah did it Oprah said the, the competition. wouldn't it be crazy competition, baby. wouldn't it be crazy seeing Oprah in a cat burglar suit running out late at night with one of those long torches that you use to light your barbecue just <laughs> Lighting shit on fire. It's like, yo, property value, property value. Yeah, but they're about to, because they got mad at her. They had those fires and people were displaced and they had people in like, say like the local high school, whatever. She so came she was, in, she gave them supplies and she bought supplies and she bought cameras. And, and then were, she, offered, she offered to buy their place. To help them out, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, just to help them out while they're down. You know, I'll buy it. I'll buy it from you, as you know, at market value. It's nothing but ash now, anyway. You're not getting any pineapple or tahikis out of here. I don't even know what a tahiki is. I'm making that shit up. I can I can imagine though. There there are the wolves are circling. Or the sharks, since we're talking about Hawaii, the sharks are circling for that, you know, it's always come back in and do something different. Don't don't rebuild everybody's house, you know. (laughs) Chaos is a ladder. Huh? Chaos chaos is a ladder. ladder. They're about to feel that. Chaos is a ladder. I like that. They're about to give them that New Orleans treatment, that Fifth Ward treatment. Right. Right? Yeah. Fifth Ward treatment. What is it? Yeah. One of them. Buying them out. They had a series about that. It was actually pretty good. I'm sure I watched it from beginning to end uh, about the whole, uh, I guess, the time period, different characters who were going through the time period of uh, just after Katrina. You know what? And I, what do you remember most about that time, about that show? Well, I, I'm, well, to to what we were speaking about, the they had people positioning. Uh, in politics, there were people in office that were working with construction or developers, and it was a scheme to, you know, get certain blocks of land, if you would. And they had to do all this uh, trickery with the people who were there, the, the current owners. And and so, I mean, because they had a huge agenda is the point. And so I'm sure uh, agendas are developing, if not already on full goal for uh, the Hawaiian land they got burnt. And apparently they're out by they're actually making these plans out by Oprah's pool house. So. <laughs> <laughs> she got chef out there doing up lobsters and steaks and barbecue and pineapple pieces for everybody. They'll have it all pretty soon. You go Oprah. Yeah, somebody already somebody already got it. That shit is already done deal. That's what people are saying about it. What I remember about Katrina the most is even um, it's based upon what you just said, Gene, actually, is that how easy it was to get those people's land because as someone who's in the real estate business, 
just to see how they did business and how they showed ownership in Louisiana, which in a lot of cases was a piece of paper or a handshake agreement with somebody's father or daddy or uncle, and everybody respected that when it was time to collect from FEMA, those handshakes weren't able to go down on paper, and now they live in Texas. So right. that's what I remember most about that. Which is crazy. Which is yeah, crazy. Was, was bugged out. I was in, I had a, uh, we had a firefighter conference in, uh, in New Orleans that same year. So Katrina hit in like August, right? We was down there in like June. And you came to see a, me, right? Yeah. Yeah. Had a blast down there, Brad. And, uh, the next time I went back, man, just seeing all those, Little shanty villages and all that kind of shit with people. It was horrible, man. Yeah. It was it was a horrible, horrible way for people to have to uh you know, so many people got got displaced and went to wherever they sent them to. They sent a bunch of them to Texas. Uh no, they, they sent some here, I'm sure they sent some to New York, Atlanta. You know what I mean? Like I'm sure they were every all over the place, but horrible way for them people to uh to go out, man. Crime wave went like, up like, like refugees. Primary went up in Atlanta when they came. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They came with nothing. They came with nothing. Yeah. Yeah. They came with nothing. Yeah. If you, when people are desperate, that's what happens. That's what crime happens. You know? Yeah, so right. That's not even like a, I just said that like I was breaking some news there. You know, that's, a, that's how it goes, right? <laughs> Motherfuckers don't have right. nothing. They yeah. rob you. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah, excuse me. It's coming. It's coming. You know, like like a smooth transition into yeah. uh let bricks pops off pop off and uh we're gonna see we'll see it to a scale that we hadn't even imagined. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, uh let that dot let like, I was just telling somebody, you you know how significant it really is to for the dollar to crash? I mean to us, like to our daily living and stuff. Crazy for the, you oh, know, yeah. I, I don't think people really, I don't think they understand mostly mm-hmm. because they, there would be a whole lot more talk about this and figuring out if, uh, like, if all those folks move to the yen with the with the whole uh, BRICS agreement mm-hmm. and the do- and the dollar drops, shit, the floodgates from Katrina is gonna look like uh, nothing invisible compared to what happens just a huge wave across the country because I don't know what the number is, but I can tell you this: let gas get above ten dollars a gallon and see how that affects everything. Let me tell you, son, Gene. <laughs> I, I, I fucks with you, Gene, because you know what? Cats don't—they don't think you that deep, but. What you just said is some level shit that these cats, everybody needs to be thinking about. They need to be like, they have no concept as to what's going on. Everybody in Africa is like, they're up in arms. And the world is about to change. But the United States, the United States is probably more likely than not planning on military action in Africa in order to stop all this nonsense. Who, us? Oh my stars! Oh my stars! They're gonna sing the song too. March on, Christian soldier. Well, marching off to war. That's how they're gonna feel about it. We were talking about what's going on over in Mali. And what is that country where that Niger? You know, Niger. Niger. I should have I should have known that just remove a G. So That's the epicenter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> From what? That's what they're saying down south. I think the good old boys will say that makes it easier. Just remove a G. What country is it? Just remove a G and you'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they're giving daily, you know, there are, there, there are people who are, you know, just uh, private outlets, if you would, giving daily updates to the whole situation in Nigeria. And it seems like it's, uh, it's progressing, like 
you know, every week it's progressing into whatever it's going to be. But uh, that's exciting news, man. We get we got the bullshit over here. Turn to CNN and Fox, man. I'm talking about straight horse shit. So Local saying, news. So, uh, so let me get this right. You're saying thank you, China and TikTok. Well, <laughs> yo. <laughs> look. <laughs> I can see it. Look, I'm gonna tell you something. It, it allows it allows me a small window in, and yeah. and, and and to tell you the truth, uh, there's very little else interesting to me. Well, because you know, you know that the rest of it is just it's just spun up into the same cake. There's yellow cake. There's chocolate cake. There's white cake. And that's what that's what you get in the U.S. But what's going on right over there in Africa right now? That's some. Dutch marble and some and some more. Uh, that's a Twinkie, you know. Even right. it's some it's, time flavors going. It's, it's, something, some it's almost there. like the it's almost like the light switch went off. Mm. Went, I mean, went on. I should say. The, I mean, the the light switch went on, and it's almost like people out of nowhere came this position. Oh yeah, we're done with that shit now. <laughs> you know that should be a hashtag. Right. Done with that shit. Done with that shit. <laughs> yeah, right. Because right. they're all starting to sing some version of that. Mm-hmm. We're done with that shit. But it, it, this all started with Gaddafi, though. You know what I mean? When he when he was trying to change, he was trying to change from from uh, using the dollar. He wanted oh, to yeah. use uh, yeah, he yeah, to use a different currency than the dollar. I mean, and they they they, you know. I don't know. I don't know how, but somehow he ended up dead. Um, oh yeah, I know how. You so, know, uh, you know the, you know them nations over there. They they know what happened. Yeah, because Gaddafi and they like was, all right, fuck that. Gaddafi was he was their de facto leader in a lot of ways. What right. we, the narratives we get in the United States <laughs> and the actual what Gaddafi was and everything completely and totally different. Of course, America had to demonize Gaddafi because. Gaddafi was, um, he was empowering his people and he was empowering, he was empowering those that supply us with the raw materials that allow us to dictate to the rest of the world. And check this out. Well, he, he was empowering non-white people. Yeah. Yeah. But check Which this out. Well, actually the two things that I said, that I just said and what you just said are right. not non-exclusive. They are the same. Right. It's just people don't realize that half of the world's gold, half of the world's gold, I believe, is from Africa. Like ninety percent of yeah. the platinum in the world, uh, all these like precious minerals. It's the richest. That- it's the richest continent. It's the richest continent in the world. It kind of puts. In terms of, of let me tell you, hey, when I read Diop's book, mm-hmm. let me tell you, he talked a lot about the evolution, if you would, of Libya. <laughs> And when you, when you put in perspective that I'm pretty sure, I, man, I hope I'm not remembering wrong, but I'm pretty sure Libya is like where a whole bunch of defeated criminals was, like they tried to rise up against Egypt several times and got smacked down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm thinking somewhere around 1600 B.C. And then, you know, uh, there was more uh, references in, to, you know, the types of groups that were occupying Libya and everything else. And so, uh, but, you know, people have spoke to that and said Gaddafi was organizing motherfuckers that just wanted to kill each other all the time. Yeah. And so, you know, that history is interesting. Yeah. 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 It was the warriors happening. You know what I mean? You bring all all the different tribes together. You know what I'm saying? He was anticipating war because that's what they gave him ultimately at the end. That's what he had to be it. He knew what was going on. I mean, all the stuff that Qatafi was doing, he was trying to set up his own um, monetary system for African nations. He actually built a water pipeline. He actually built a water pipeline from the desert that was Mm -hmm. going to irrigate African lands, arid African lands, which would allow them to no longer have to rely on food from the West. And what did the United States do? They blew that motherfucker to smithereens. Damn. You know? Did he just use arid in a sentence? Did I what? say arid? I said arid? He, yeah, he just used arid in a sentence. Ain't no, but I that have motherfucking a John X. That's a, <laughs> I have a vocabulary. John X is a motherfucker. Like, I just have to make believe I don't have one. 
So, <laughs> no, but but this is like he was planning on he was planning on reinvigorating Africa, and it seems like he did leave right. some type of a legacy with the leaders of Africa because of the way that they're moving now. And I was just wondering, are we going to get to see Gaddafi's legacy changed in the United States? Do you think they're ever going to? What do you mean? Well, we know that what we know in the United States of Gaddafi is that he was killing his own people. He's a butcher. He was man, um, look, rapist. they ain't even he told the truth thief. about us yet. They right, ain't even told the truth about him. us yet. What you think they gonna tell us right, start telling right. the truth about him? Never that. Well, then it's always up to the people to actually do research for themselves. So do you think that the black ADOS, if you wanna call that, you think that they're going to take the time to maybe have a revisionist view of what Muammar Gaddafi was? Man. You know what? There's no. there's a, a hundred things that they uh, efforts that uh, they can uh, make to become enlightened in a hundred different areas. Yeah, he's just one of them, and it's unlikely. It's unlikely, and unless it becomes you know a TikTok sensation, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. You know, you know. It's the, he, I mean, Gaddafi was a, he was actually, I mean, if you're outside and you're in the United States here, yeah, you're going to be scared of him. But if you were a citizen of Libya, you probably loved him. Every person, every citizen in the country of Libya got a portion of the oil profits from Libya. I'm going to tell you where he went wrong. <laughs> this is where, no, they're proving it now, where Gaddafi went wrong. They're okay. proving it now. He should have went and talked to Russia and China. And I don't know if that year Russia and China were not in position to be strong enough yet. I'm not sure. But I know they've always been strong because that's what Africa is doing right now. Not that Africa is doing that. Those are the people who are down with the African program. And they would have been down with the Gaddafi program unless China absolutely insists that it be the yen everybody paying the same bricks. I don't know. But uh, Gaddafi was back and shit with gold and he had it. With the oil, he was about to back with oil, gold, or, or actual substance. I'm telling you, and they killed them, but they can't just they can't just do China and Russia and uh, who's the B Brazil, right? Uh, and uh, who, who's the I Iran? There's Iraq and Iran, both yeah, Iraq, both of them. Okay, and so the I's, if you would, they can't just they can't just do that to what they did to Gaddafi, and so that's why what's going on over there in Africa is so significant because it's about much more than the Niger coup. Okay, so let's go back into a very deep historical lesson: the Council of Trent and Mycenae. It's rumored when they, quote-unquote, introduced the Christian religion to the African nations and the African church leaders, and some of them objected. They raised their hands and said, we object. Anyone object to this? We, we object to it. Well, all those people got their heads cut off, and then they had another vote the next day, and it passed. So, in the spirit of... In the Western spirit of... Listen, nothing ever changes. People think that things change, but from the first century up until this century, as long as the tactics work, they get passed along from generation to generation to generation, and what these people know is that barbarism works. We're not right. talking about... We're, that's why it's, like, it's so illogical for a scholar to get up there, stand up there and say, we're the smartest people on the earth, when we know that you just had the most ferocious bloodthirsty individuals on your side and the others were more civilized i've seen things on africa and this this young lady she kind of put it perfectly in talking about africa and phrasing it we, they came to africa we invited them to sit down at our tables they told us to get out of our homes after the meal they told us to walk outside and they kept our homes this is how these people work and with that in mind with that in mind with all the stuff that's going on in Africa, it's time to talk about the U.S. military. That's right, the U.S. military. In Africa, they actually have closed about nine locations, right? We have 15 enduring locations that are known as military bases across Africa, 12 less permanent contingency locations. 
Those are like, I guess, like a bunch of tents in the desert or in the woods, wherever. But we all know the United States, what they, what they call a um, less than permanent place can actually stand for 50 or 60 or 100 years with the buildings that they're building. So 27 in, to- in total across the African nation, spread across Kenya, Niger, Ghana, Cameroon. There are actually two in Niger, which is interesting, permanent bases, the main one being a drone base, meaning they don't even have to leave home to just start picking people off, and um, four less permanent places. So when is it that the United States... Seeing that what I led with with Gaddafi blowing up this pipeline, water pipeline, the United States blowing up Gaddafi pipeline back in the day, when is it that the United States starts flexing its muscles in Africa? Because they're talking to China, they're talking to Russia, but the United States is already there. No, Russia's there now too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, is China. And so is China. But no, the United States, first of all, you know when uh, when there's a ruckus somewhere and uh, there's 10 people who's ready to, to jump on one dude, but, you know, he's uh, he's seven foot five and he weighs, <laughs> and he weighs 350 pounds and he's just be walking around looking at everybody, yo, what, what y'all, yo, yo. Y'all betting that's what they over there doing now with their base. You know, basically, you, you give us a reason. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because he, he's, he's ready to open up the can already anyway. So that's there, and they're going to hold to some bullshit-ass agreement or something that they got inked. And a violation of that is, a, is an attack against our country, uh, or even if you mess with it. So that's going to be there. But what, what – I, I don't – they have to really go to the think tanks, and they're probably doing all type of motherfucking espionage right now going on in so many different ways. They're calling on all resources, probably. Mm. <laughs> or, the, you know, and, and so uh, once it comes down to brass tacks, uh, you know, it's good. If they pull the trigger, I won't be surprised because that's the type of shit we do. But we're not. We always sell a, an event to rally the folks around. You know what I'm saying? Where I'm more curious on what that sale is going to be, what that sale pre- sales presentation is going to look like, who it's going to include, what charges they're going to trump up on who, you know. Uh, I don't um, know. I, think I just want to know gonna... when it, where are they going to start shooting first? Grant, do you have any thoughts on it? America. First of all, America is gonna do some stinky shit. They ain't gonna, they ain't gonna yeah. do no up and up in front of you, uh, in your face type shit. You know what I'm saying? America is gonna plant a subversive in there. They're gonna try to infiltrate something, and then they gonna they gonna handle it that way. They're not just gonna come with the bombs and shit or the infantry or whatever. So I'm gonna move us back to um, I'm gonna move us back to Libya on that point that you just made because the United States did have more locations in Africa. But it's apparently it's like six or eight of these places. And I want your comment on this, Grant. Six or eight of these places that have pulled have, that have been pulled up recently, and apparently where they were pulled up was from Libya. And the reason why they left Libya is because Libya is in the throes of a civil war. So mm-hmm. since they're in the middle right. of a civil war, the United States is saying, "Hey, we're gonna leave." And we're not going to return until someone declares a ceasefire. In other words, half of you motherfuckers are dead. And the other half of you guys are looking for help. Mm -hmm. Then we'll come in and we'll help you out and we'll change it. But the subversive thing, they left when the Civil War started. So that sounds to me like some operative thing, getting one side Amped up right. to go after sounds the like other it. side and add a out. It's like that's like you know like girls right. in sounds short like somebody stirred the pot. Yeah, it's like a girl in a short skirt. Like, sounds yeah, like somebody stirred the pot. Absolutely. How you doing, Leroy? Mm-hmm. Hey, Tyrone. I'm gonna go right. outside. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Whichever one gets punched. Yeah, less but, the but that. But they ain't acting that's like that in Africa that, right now. This pot, they're not acting like the pot's even close to being stirred. They're acting like the, the energy I see is everybody's like, nah, fuck the bullshit. Yeah, let's ride, let, let's ride with this 
slogan. We done with this shit. And put put aside differences. They don't have. I don't hear a bunch of news about these factions raising up here and there to try to, you know what I'm saying? Get some shit kicked um, off. But Gene, as long as there's one war going on, there's always well, a chance for the United States, and that's what Libya is. It's a great hope for the United States. Which yeah. side are they arming? Go ahead, Grant. Both. Both. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. This is this is. I mean, you you seen uh, you seen trading places. It sounds like you guys are a couple of bookies. You know what I mean? You you, you just it's a win win for you. You know what I'm saying? You got yeah. you got weapons. Yeah, you take some weapons over here, and then you know you take some weapons over here, and then whoever left standing, yeah, yeah, my man, I helped you out, my dude. Right, I got you. Don't forget. Yeah. Uh huh. I used to mess with your sister. <laughs> right. Yeah, DMX. X, those are good. X, I wonder the same thing. I wonder how, but I'm like Grant. We're going to do some sneakers, sneaky shit for sure, but I'm wondering when it's going to get kicked off. On, when are we going to try some bullshit? Right now. It's going down, right, and right now it's not even the United States. If we're just going to, we're just going to say the West, but right now the United States and the Western interest are being debated over um, croissants in France right now because France are the ones that are taking it, that are taking the direct brunt from these African countries because Mali actually stopped them from flying in their uh, Malayan airspace right now. They had suspended, Air France had suspended flights and they were ready to resume flights and they were like, nah, it's okay. Don't even bother. And don't fly over yeah. our country. So they're making it harder for the French to go back and forth and exploit Africa right now. And this is in result to the country minus the G. Okay, minus the G. Niger. <laughs> and the big uprising that's going on there. And like, listen, I make a joke about it, but yo, bravo. You know what I'm saying? They're taking control of their, they're taking control of their own destiny. And it's a stepping stone. And as African-Americans who are always looking for reparations, who's to say that our reparations aren't coming from the motherland at some point? Because once this all goes down and they start choking people out, we've seen a lot of African leaders say like, hey, we don't like the way you treat our brothers and sisters in the United States of America. So, or Brazil or, or, any, Brazil other or any of those other places. So is this, a, is this the changing of the demographics of the country that all of these white nationalist groups are so afraid of? This it uprising, could be. And it starts it could in be. Africa. It could be. It could be very well. I hope that uh, yeah, you said they can't do a fly over their country anymore because we're going to shoot you down with Russian, <laughs> Russian <laughs> supply weapons. <laughs> but no, I hope, that, I hope that it really sparks... Or it, you know, it it not trickles down, but it kind of evolves into Africa being in control since they have the goods, so to speak, in their country, and even becoming a powerhouse to the point where they are able to influence a reparation over here in some way. Because I don't think there's going to be a call for everybody to go back there unless the land over here is no good anymore or something, you know, I I see that. But no, if they are the center, then maybe they're the new powerhouse such as Europe or America. And they have, they are stretched out to where their locations are at different places and stuff. Man, I'm going to tell you something. When I think about America, I think about the Ku Klux Klan. I'm telling you, I think about the Ku Klux Klan and energy. I'm not talking about that, that dumb and everything. I don't think they'll ever see. I, I think that they're the person that has to get whipped really well if if the world is demanding they fall back to number seven or eight or nine. They're not. They're just not going to do it. You know. Well, here's the thing. They. They, they, I don't think that they'll believe it, even if they see it. White people look at us like we're superior fucking pets, right? You know what I mean? Like we're we're there for their entertainment. Like in in twenty twenty three, if you white, you can still live your whole fucking life and not really have to interact with any black people if you don't want to in this country. 
You see what I'm saying? You can move to a place where there's no fucking black people. And the only black people that you see are on television and in movies. That's some amazing fucking shit. I'm passing right? through. So, yeah. Right. So, I don't, even if they saw it, I don't think that they would believe it. And then the other piece of this thing is when you're looking at Africa, you got to extract all of the European influences out of Africa. I mean, it's how many French, yeah, I don't know how many French territories in Africa, but you got to extract that fucking influence out of there in order for them to be able to unify themselves. You, it's going to be hard to find, it's going to be hard for them to unify while they're mixed in with, you know what I mean, while they're mixed in with the enemy. Let me go you know back what I'm to It's going to be hard for them to unify. Let me go back to Gaddafi for a second. Gene, you had said something about, you know, I don't understand why Gaddafi didn't go to China and go to Russia. There's a prevalent thought process in regards to this, that China and Russia are just really, um, I saw an African leader today, he said, the United States came in here and they had us for breakfast. China just got done having us for lunch, and now Russia wants to come in and have us for dinner. There's no doubt about the fact that when we talk about these superpowers going into Africa and African territories and African nations, they're there for the raw materials. They're not there necessarily to break out democracy. Their beef with the United States is because the United States keeps them from getting to these things. And I think that's probably the reason why Gaddafi wasn't really trying to mess with Russia too much, not mess with China too much. He tried to get arms from them. And he tried to see what they would actually do, but he wasn't trying to convert to No, the I'm going to tell you. It he, had, wasn't trying, it had, but he wasn't trying to convert to another currency. He was trying yeah. to create his own African currency. He and, still needed, he needed the, what I'm saying is that he needed their size to pull that off when he tried to pull it off. Because at the end of the day, you can say what you're going to do, but if it upsets the current world order, you better have a military. Well, here's the thing about <laughs> yeah. it. Right. Especially when they got him. But now it's a little bit different. And still, you better have a, a military. Now it's even more on the world stage. But now the people who are trying to upset the order, that's the only thing I'm comparing it to is upsetting the order, upset the order. Now they have the two that I mentioned, and they are, those two are real powerhouses. And so I was just saying that to say that if Gaddafi had just had that kind of strategy that, no, I need to do this, that, or something similar to what, I don't even know that it could have been a strategy because this certainly wasn't. Yeah, I think if, that, if it was, bravo. I want to hear about it one day. How they got right. together and said, this is how we're going to do it. Bravo. Right. You know, I hope it was. It's almost like, it, it seems like it's just like happening uh, organically, so to speak. Right. Right. Well, it is ha- It is somewhat happening. Those seeds were planted back in the day by Gaddafi and his ideas. And they're actually like right now with the civil war in Libya, they seem to be wiping out the remainder of that plan and there really isn't well you know what I can't say that because I don't know enough about the region but maybe there is a strong leader there but generally the way the United States handles these things they don't handle these things with big troops they handle these things with um, snipers they handle their things with murder and assassins you don't really need you don't really need too many people to send out a, to send out one drone to shoot somebody there. They've been doing it surgically in Iraq for years, in Iran and Afghanistan and, and all of the territories that they had occupied over the past 20 years. You know, yeah, but can they do surgical. it surgically in Russia and China? Can they do it surgically in Russia and China? Or can they do it surgically in, a place, in places that Russia and China are uh, allied with? That's the question. Well, Africa is sort of like its neutral territory. And that's the reason why I mentioned all of the bases that they already have existing on the continent that are spread out surgically in order to either protect, attack, or sow controversy. Well, I hope not. I hope not because, you know, the hope for... The reason why you root for these things, the hope for everyone is for truth to come out 
in the future, for truth to be out there, and for men to find a way to actually live together, which is seemingly impossible. Humans have been on this earth for thousands of years, some say millions of years. We've got tools that are millions of years old. So my thought process that this world has existed and been destroyed and will exist again in the same way is probably the pattern that people have to go through until they find a way to actually work things out. So that's yeah. just my, my thought process. So well, yeah. every- I mean, all, all, all great civilizations have crumbled. Yeah. yeah. And this so. one is probably no different, especially with all these fires, you know. If Oprah- no, especially, especially with our resume. Well, if Oprah moves into your neighborhood, you're more likely to have fires now. <laughs> it's like, this woman used to give away cars. She used to give away cars. Mm-hmm. Now she's setting forest fires. I remember when she had Smokey the Bear on her show. Oprah, Smokey Money the Bear the would be disappointed right now. Smokey would Only be very you. disappointed in you, Oprah. Stop setting forest fires. Now, you know Oprah ain't do that shit. Oprah ain't do that shit. She like, OJ. Not guilty. None of them goddamn distractions even interest me anymore. I think the older I get, the more they could be doing whatever. Wouldn't matter to me, shit. I love it. I love that they do it because otherwise, what the hell would I crack up laughing at? Because it's like it's oh, really man. not. Because it's really not serious. Oprah burning down people's houses, right? In a raccoon, in a raccoon suit. We know you ain't no raccoon. You're too big to be a raccoon. <laughs> running around, setting fires, running back to the house, <laughs> and everything. Gail over well, we there, dressed like a bear. Her. Meantime, she got kerosene in the tail behind her, <laughs> setting all the palm trees on fire. Oh. Oprah, what you doing in Hawaii? You ain't supposed to be doing all that. It's crazy. It's crazy. Oprah Winfrey retired and became an arsonist. She became an arsonist. That's what happens. See, that's the reason why I only want one billion. Because if you get two billion, (laughs) you get too bored, and you start running around, it's a life of crime. Next thing you know, Oprah's going to be in jail. Next to Gail. Hey. Maybe billions drive you crazy. What did you name this episode? Oh, uh, uh, that name was just clickbait, huh? That was clickbait to get you here. Because I know you wanted to. Because Gene Gene will do 50 other things. No, but I knew you wanted to talk about Africa. I knew you wanted to talk about Africa. And no, it was French Fingers. Because basically that's what Africa is doing, giving a whole bunch of French fingers. Because while we're talking about the United States, I'm talking about the United States as the setup or the lead up to what's going to happen next. It's actually going down in France right now. You guys ever heard any of the details of some of the treaties or most of the treaties that France put in place to the the folks that were colonized? Yes. To rape Africa? Yes. Oh, my God. God, I mean, it is, it is just, it's so noteworthy because it is so, so extreme. And then they actually have an event. I believe it was either maybe 58 or 68, one of those years. Uh, one, one of them bucked. Forget if it was one of the guineas. Or, Uganda? Uh, Are you talking about uh, Uganda? Is that, what, yeah. what year was that? Um... I'm not. I'm not really sure. I don't, I don't know, know if it was Uganda, though. I don't know if it was Uganda. There's a, there's a lot of places that have went up against French and Belgian. The Belgian people, they were the worst. Leopold was like, yeah. He was like, he was like a thousand times worse than the other guy that we know from Germany, as far as his death toll and his numbers are concerned. But I guess that's why they came up with the one fifth of a man thing, you know, so that way we can actually, they can actually equal those totals because that guy was cutting off ears. He was killing people. He was taking out, they were taking out whole villages and France's history with the African continent is one of violence. 
It's one of extreme yeah. violence. This is how they have. This is how they have conquered everything. They have come in. They kill. They steal. What I thought about was when I I, I saw something about all the like ninety percent of the world's platinum is in Africa, I believe. Ninety percent of the world's mm-hmm. platinum, half of the world's gold. How in the hell do we talk about this being the poorest continent on the face of the earth and nobody stealing from them? Yeah, can you imagine? Did. Can you imagine in the United States, somebody in Texas, Mexico being the richest country in the world, and Texas being dirt poor because Mexicans were mining all the Texas oil, and nobody thinking anything was wrong with that picture or that setup. Nobody ever questions it whatsoever. You know, these people. No. We got UNICEF commercials, bro. UNICEF commercials with black people, with black babies and African babies that can barely, like, that are, like, this thin at, like, 10 years old. And all of that wealth that's on that continent, and you're not stealing from them? It's... Yeah, no, it's not but, even mind-blowing anymore. It's, it's common truth now. That's what I'm saying. That's why everything is changing. It's not, you know, it's it's becoming more and more common truth. And now when the truth spreads, the question is, okay, here's the truth. What are you going to do about it? This is unprecedented in that there's never been any truth to just spread like this in, in any era in the world where everybody is kind of like aware. Oh, no. Okay. So, yeah, we know real history. And these people are... Uh, we're pretty fucked up right now. We've been acting like Sally Struthers, all the bullshit, you know, the the, uh, the perception we give, the, the, we the Red Cross of this goddamn world, that we the super Christians that go and help everybody and stuff. Uh, but in reality, we're that dude in, uh, in that one series with Forrest Whitaker where he plays the gangster. He goes and calls this dude to handle it to... Uh, Oh, Thugs. big big buster! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's who we are. Thugs. Big big buster. <laughs> we, yeah, we're, we're big dick. We're big dick buster, and we're just not. That's the only perspective that we've seen it. Well, it's it's part and parcel with everything that goes on in this country. You know what I mean? So, so it's and it's not just in this country. It's it's across the globe that that black and brown people are beneath. Or are are somehow lesser than. So how could they have the richest continent? How could they possibly, you know what I mean? Like it's there's no way that they could create their own currency. There's no way that they could do these things. So that narrative, that narrative has been spread so far and wide that it's it's almost unfathomable to a lot of people that Africa ha- could have as many resources as they have. You see what I'm saying? Because if they had all of these resources, you would think that these people would be better off than they are. Right. However, the, the reason that the reason that people don't think that we are better off that they or that Africans are better off than they are is because of the narrative that's been pushed. It's it's not, it's not evil. a true narrative. It's a false narrative. Yeah, right. They're evil. They're, they're they savages, they're whatever, whatever. Yeah, savages. Right. Which doctor yeah. they deserve you, you, all that. You know, that's what like, you get when you play with just the like devil. using Christianity. You use Christianity to justify slavery. Exactly. All, all these of, things that yo. you do, they all they they all become implanted in the psyche. Not not of just yo. Americans. You know what I mean? They they become the implanted in the psyche of right, everybody in the world that blacks are somehow inferior and they don't des- they get what you give them. They don't they don't deserve anything. They're right. superior pets. Right. They're superior pets. That's all they are. Right. So, yeah. Fuck yeah, France is in there taking everything they can fucking do. Yeah. But, but you know what? People are, people, I'm telling you, the, the, what pops up on my feed, these people are educating now, like, and making it clear in front of, in front of huge uh, crowds and stuff at huge events. They're doing things really, really off, off tradition. I mean, the meetings that they're having with BRICS and the conferences they're having amongst each other and some of the the just the realizations 
that they don't even want to go to these bullshit conferences anymore. <laughs> yeah, we're done with those. Fuck y'all. Yeah, because y'all, that's what y'all been telling us. We've been up there begging. Y'all had us, y'all be having us at these world conferences begging for shit. Or you have our corrupt representative up there, you know, doing whatever. You know what I'm saying? Just basically just uh, wallpaper shit. He uh, worthless. And so uh, now they're saying, nah, no more. That's that's the beautiful thing, man. I, I'm, I'm excited about all that, but I'm not excited about what bloodshed might have to come because Big Dick Buster ain't, you know. Well, there's a call from a few African leaders for it. I saw this guy in particular say the diaspora that spread across the world come back to Africa, bring your knowledge, bring your skills, and let's develop mm-hmm. our home. Let's develop a right. home. And But here's the thing, though. Many African people, we know that they've been here. They weren't... We didn't all traverse to these shores by ways of, by ways of like African slave ships. You know, there were many people that were already here. You know, that's what the untelling of history is. You have stories of people that have actually, of explorers that actually saw the same types of tribes and buildings and huts that they had seen in Africa on the shores of Florida. And Louisiana, this is what the origins of what they call like somewhat the Geechee people, where it's kind of like they're saying that they were there. A lot of them say they were there well before. So should black people automatically look at it? And then also a lot of black people don't want to go to Africa. They feel like this is home. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Because they because plenty home. people plenty people toiled. Well, it don't matter if if it was someone like 12 years a slave that got nabbed that was already here or whatever. It don't matter if it was dead or somebody was brought over. After whichever event, generations spent, you know, uh, or there was generations that had to get born or and and die, get birth and die, and this without uh, ever seeing anything except for cattle slavery. And so, no, nah, they deserve that shit now. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, uh, America has a debt, man. Fuck that. They got so a debt. So I heard I heard uh, Dr. Umar, and I don't know when this clip was from, but he was talking about we should be called American Africans. Yeah, I like that. Right. Yeah. And 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 the reason the reason being is that what we are, African is the now. Yeah. American is the adjective that describes yeah. the now. Yeah. And that's what we are. So we so so this whole I mean if if people if we want to go back to Africa, that should be fine. But if we don't want to go to Africa or go back to Africa, that should be fine as well because I don't like I mean my my cousins live around Detroit in Florida and you know what I mean in New York and in, in Chicago, yeah. wherever my cousins live. And I'm sure that somehow down the line I have cousins in Africa, but I don't know the niggas, yeah. <laughs> right? And, and and they don't know me. Nigerians, right? Right. But we don't know each other. Yeah. So that's so that's so that's a hard sell to a lot of people. So yeah, it should it should be okay. If no, I would. Yeah, you you don't need to go back to Africa unless you're extremely young, right? A or most importantly, you have a, a specific purpose that, mm-hmm. that, that aids in everything, that helps the mm-hmm. development and stuff, or, or a specific aptitude for a purpose that would help, or whatever, right. whatever. Yeah. Okay, yeah, and or sort of like a sort of like a reverse U.S. naturalization yeah. policy, where they only allow right. people who have degrees and have advanced have technologies yeah, right. to come over there. We need to take well, our, I mean, we need to take our advanced degrees and bring them over there. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, not nothing like how we do it. I'm talking about with the intention that we this is ours too. It's more like a choice between ours and ours than you know, having to go there to establish something. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Going back there is righteous and everything. If you have those purposes, or if you have the means or whatever that you're going to help wherever right. you're going. But if our age, shit, 
you either got to be extremely old or young because extremely old, then you rocking with some young people that's left. You don't give a fuck about friends, cousins no more. You know what I'm saying? Right, 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 I'm, right, I'm, going, right. I'm going with my great grands, you know? Right. <laughs> right. Right. You know, but our right. age, it's like what Grant said. No, not right now. You know what I'm saying? It's too many people hooked in over here that would, that would look at me funny if I asked them to go. Grant, do you have anything you want to add to that or no, nah, I mean, I think I think we we kind of put a lid on that, you know. I mean, like I said, man, I, I I just I think it's a beautiful sentiment to go back, you know what I mean? Like I, it's one of the things that I want to do. It, it was something that I had promised my daughter I would do for her um, upon her graduating college, and I didn't, I didn't, I still haven't had an opportunity to do it yet. But I want us to go visit Africa because I'm interested, you know what I'm saying? And, and possibly at some point relocate. But you got to establish that you got to establish that line. You know what I mean? Like you got to start meeting some folks. You can't out. I don't think I would just want to go there at 70 and be like, all right, I'm here. A refugee. Right. 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 I'm 70. I'm American. I'm going to need three of your most nubile young women. (laughs) (laughs) I'll look for your women. And. So yeah. and a juicer, because we gotta stay healthy. I'm gonna be here for a long time. Y'all listen, finna fellas, start, man. I'm gonna start our Mandarin, man, while y'all playing. Yeah, listen, uh, fellas, man. I go anywhere, goddammit. I love the way that y'all right. humor me with these crazy conversations that I come up with, and um, <laughs> you know, seriously, because like it's a we this whole African thing. What's going on with Africa? They're not covering it in the United States of America. We all know that the answer for the United States is always at the end of a bullet or some poison or something of that nature. And that's what we're probably looking at saying next, go down for people who decides to go in a different direction. And it's not a um, short term thing. It's a long term thing. But I'm curious as to only thing I know right now is that this world is out of balance and it's out of whack. And until it gets back in balance, I'm open to see anything different. And maybe, you know, changing the way that the world does business or probably the way that the world does business will be a good thing for everybody on the planet. We all know we can't just have Oprah going around burning down people's houses out of greed. So we got to do something. Bad Oprah. Yes, before Blue Ivy grows up and starts, like, learning from Oprah. (laughs) And then you know we got to. <laughs> Dems just jokes. Dems just jokes. We having a good time here, but fellas, yeah, we wrapped up. We're just about done with the seventeen episode. You did it. Wow. Imagine that. So, Gene, the clickbait was it worth it? Was with it worth no it? practice? Was it worth it to come? Well, down? I mean, it didn't matter what topic you put. You know, uh, because I was going to have to, uh, I mean, I was just kind of watching my range when I was out there driving today. And so I wasn't going to be too far out where I had to rush back or this, that, or whatnot. Because uh, sometimes if I want, you know, if I want to get, if I want to go deep into it, then, uh, you know, I'm sacrificing some ends. <laughs> to, come, to come on this show, you there know, you and, and I, I just there can't do go. that all the just time. In case you know, you don't but, know. There are so, no, no checks for I was this. Coming. Nobody gets checks for this. I, I, no, I was coming. I was gonna. I was gonna be on. I wanted to be on last week. Something popped off, but I wanted to be on last week with with, with uh, the Biz episode because I had watched that. Uh, I watched that show. Yeah. And uh, oh yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you, it took me back. It took me back. Like I, I'm telling you, I remember when Greece came out. I was in comp, I was in California, but I was in a, a, a childcare center in in this in Cudahy, which is in Los Angeles, right? And I was at that childcare center. I'm talking about the the way those white people loved Greece, like they had lived it and everything <laughs> else, and on and so forth. I didn't even remember that right. until I was watching the Biz Doc, and I felt like. They had described to me that I saw as a kid, you know. <laughs> well, you <laughs> because did, I was though. like, yeah, yeah. Well, I was like, yeah. So uh-huh. that, that, that's the great thing. Like people don't understand what it's like when you when you know when you see somebody every day, and they just like blow up 
or they're just like, and they're just around and everything, and they're still the same person when you do right. see them for the most part. And like, right. it's not like you saw them all the time. Like I saw bears at the oddest places. It's like it could be, it could be crazy. I could be like, and this is sort of like the bear story. I could be in like Laredo, Texas, buying a cowboy right. hat, and I'll turn around and I'll hear X. Biz, what are you mm-hmm. doing, Laredo? And he'd be wearing right. cowboy boots, or you know, that was his story. Like I saw Biz last time. Well, not the last time, but I was up on a vacation, a ski trip. Walked in the place. Who's there? Spinning. Biz X. Yeah. You know, and I've been experiencing that X since I was like fourteen, and we were all like, "Oh man, what's a, what's Biz? What is a Biz? You know, yeah. what is a Biz Marquee?" Before they show East Junior High too, you know. They show East Junior High. Yeah, you know, I, even uh-huh. though I went to South East is in the same city. It just, I'm telling you, you know, it was like I was like, wow, you know that that was, I was there. I wasn't no one, you know, none of us probably except for Grant a little bit were extreme with the with the with the tapes and the and the new artist reviews over and over and over again, but we all tasted it. <laughs> we all tasted it. I mean, I remember, you know, sets and everything that, else. You know what I'm saying? Slap? Is that a we, No, no, I'm just, Grant knows what I'm saying. You know, he, he was, he, he, you know, he was exceptional when it came to uh, new song reviews, this, that, and everything else. I mean, I, I remember Obscure Grant rappers. walking down the damn hallway, shit singing some shit that I heard down in Florida and hadn't heard anywhere else except for coming out of Grant's mouth in, in the Brentwood hallway. There's a song from Throw That Dick. He was singing the chorus from Throw oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know? Grant knew so all the, you, you didn't know all the obscure raps, all the old obscure no. rappers, yeah. you know, Michigan, so, um, Washington State, yeah. Hawaii. I just, the, bruh, I, I love that shit so much, man. And what's, what's crazy, I went to the, uh, they had a, the Rock the Bell show, well, uh, the Force, Force Tour. But it was the Rock the Bell show with LL, Roots, Ice-T, Bone Thugs, MC Light, Common. Man, I, I went there on Friday, man. It, it was like it was my fucking concert. <laughs> Nigga, I full throat. That's yeah, up, yeah. I, I I was going the whole night, bro. That's what's up. Yeah. So listen, yeah, you know, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up right now, and I'd like to thank you guys both, Gene Hopkins from the from the A, Mr. Dub K, by way of West Coast, West Coast, and Mr. I shouldn't have said I should never say that, and um, the City Wayne Kang, the City Wayne Kang, right. owner of City Wayne two eight nine six. 2896 West Grand Boulevard, Detroit, Michigan. Come down and get you some. And get you a little taste of Motown history down the block as well. Mr. Yes, Lancaster. So just in That's case right. anyone wants to see this, this episode, of course, goes up on Wednesday. You're free to check it out on YouTube. For all, like, three of our, of our watchers that watch us... Uh, Normally, and, and that's us three, isn't it? That's a, no, it's not. It's not <laughs> it could be us three. It could be us three. I did. I actually did a. You know what? I actually did an interview this week for one of the guys on Wisdom. It was actually a pretty cool interview, and it was based upon this whole show is about is about porn, and but it's about internet porn. How the internet is always pitting left against the right, white against black. Up against down, cats against dogs, alligators against hippopotamuses. It's just always like, no matter what it is, it's always confrontational. And um, it was mm-hmm. actually a really good interview. It was really interesting to get into it and to see how other people think. So I'm going to make an announcement when that one comes out because I want you guys to take a listen to that. I've been doing a little bit more media work over the time this last couple of days. And, but, um, it was it. We. It's like he covers a lot of things that we talk about, about how everything is pitted against everything else to keep you stupid, so that way you don't know the important things about like what's going on in Africa, what's going on in Libya, and what's going on in Oprah's backyard, when they find the kerosene cans <laughs> that are stacked up, and they finally haul her away, haul her away. To a funny farm? Yo. 
Okay, I'm telling you. to take her away. Haha. In five months, I'm coming to the show like Rob did with no shirt on. Alright. I'll make sure to block your camera on that one. Born in trouble. I'm going to check you out next time. Peace. Peace.